From the creators of Circles of Faith, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join us as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Kimberly Coyle. Speaking life and positive words over ourselves and others is one of the most powerful things we can do. However, it is not uncommon for us to speak our mind too quickly, make comments we regret, or even leave compliments unsaid. It's not easy to tame our tongue, but with a little intention, it can be done. But before we get started, let's do what we do each week and ask an in-your-words question. This week's question is, what is the best compliment you've ever received? The best compliment I ever received was when someone told me that, oh, you remind me of your mom. And I think because I actually wanted to look like her and act like her and talk like her and pray like her. So for me, that was the fact that someone saw her in me. That was the best compliment. I'm Sarah Harris. I'm from House of Funk. And the best compliment I've ever received um, from a couple people is that I am an old soul. And I love that because I always find myself um, being attracted to hanging out with older women um, rather than people my age. And we just seem to jive really well together. And I love being thought of as that, like, I kind of know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But um, yeah, that's one of my favorite compliments. Hi, my name is April Sliwak. And in regards to the question about what was the... um, a great compliment that I've received. When you asked the question, the first thing that came to my mind, I don't know if it's the greatest, but one of the first things that came to my mind was that somebody said, to, a couple people have said to me, April, you are so generous. And I thought, oh, really? I am? Okay, thank you. I never thought of myself that way, but I guess other people have. So that's all. Thank you. So recently I received a note from my supervisor at work that was kind of thanking me for the work I had done this year with a certain student and she just wrote about how I came with like endless emotional energy that was really refreshing and for me that was such a compliment because I don't always feel it but it's nice to know that people perceive it that way and they see things in me that I don't always feel. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is because Kimberly Coyle did a 31 day series on speaking life. And Mm -hmm. I know just how important words are. One of my five love languages is words of affirmation. And I know that encouragement and kindness and truth, speaking those things, does not come natural to some people. But I still believe that God has called us to use our words wisely, to use them well. And so today we wanted to talk about you know, just what we've learned about um, speaking words over our lives, but also over the over the lives of others, such as our children, our spouse, or friends, or family members. Kimberly, why don't you tell our listeners why you wrote that series on speaking life? It was a few years back. It's part mm-hmm. of a 31 days, right every day for the month of October? Uh I believe so. Yeah, yes. so it's like this October. crazy thing where you've got yeah. to have a lot of words yes. to write or else it's not worth doing. So tell us about exactly. it. Yeah, what prompted it, um, yeah, this was a couple years ago that I wrote it, and it was during a time when my kids were a little bit younger. Um, they were all, two, I had probably one school age and two middle schoolers or so, no probably one, one elementary, one middle, one high schooler. So they were, you know, 
a little bit younger, but not toddler age. And they had a lot of words and they would bicker all the time. And um, there was a lot of fighting in my house. And I realized um, early on, like when I had toddlers, that I was actually a yeller. <laughs> Did not know this about myself because I'm typically not um, extremely emotive in front of people. But when I had kids and I couldn't control the situation or control them in the way that I wanted to, I responded by yelling. And um, I, I tried for years to get that under control because that was not something that was modeled to me in my own home growing up. My parents did not yell at us ever. Um, we were just a very quiet household. And then <laughs> I was surprised. Oh, my gosh, I'm a horrible yeller <laughs> of my children. <laughs> Surprise. So um, I tried for a long time to get that under control. I even bought, against my better judgment, uh, I don't typically read parenting books, but I bought a book called Scream Free Parenting. Oh, my gosh. Oh. I know. Was that it was that bad. I was like, Scream Free Parenting? Yes, please. And then when my, sit, my, when my kids saw it sitting on the table, they were like, yeah, check. You know, yes, mom needs to read this book. Um, it did not really help me. But that's probably from me. That was probably me. Less the book, more me. Um, so all that to say, I was a yeller and, um, one year at Lent around Lent, I feel like, I felt like God was speaking to me that I needed to give up yelling at my children for, for 40 days <laughs> and to really make a concerted effort mm -hmm. to lower my voice, to watch my words and to just bite my tongue rather than speak words that were not going to give life to my kids. Um, that doesn't mean don't correct them, um, or don't intervene, but the manner in which I was doing it was not helpful. It would just escalate the situation. And quite frankly, it was just sinful. It was just wrong. So, um, so for 40 days, I gave up yelling at my kids and I wrote a post about it. And a friend of mine, I really thought, like, I really thought everyone was going to be like, oh, that's impossible. It's just part of being a parent, you know, <laughs> don't worry. You're really a great mom anyway. No. You wanted those words of affirmation. Yes. I wanted people to affirm my yelling <laughs> and be like, no, you don't need to do that for 40 days. Um, I had multiple people reach out to me like, oh, you know, you do need to break the habit, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And one friend said, she's like, you know what? It really is a habit. You will break it and you will be fine and you will move on. And at first I was like, well, I don't, I don't know that I can do this, but then <laughs> I realized, yeah, actually, she's right. It's just a bad habit. So um, so I did that for 40 days, and it was moderately successful. Like, I definitely um, learned some coping mechanisms that were more healthy for our family and definitely a better example. And I think the kids noticed, too, that there was a distinct difference in how I was reacting to things. Um, so from that time on, I'm not saying that the habit was completely broken because it's not. I do occasionally still yell at my kids. Of course, I'm human. But um, it prompted me to write that 31-day series because I started really thinking about not just the volume of my voice, but what I was saying in that tone to my children. Like, what kind of words was I covering them with? And, um, so out of that was born 31 days of speaking life. And, um, I do, yeah, I've just, I, I try to be more cognizant of that with my kids and, and with people in general, but especially my children, cause they're so malleable and 
in that formative stage and everything we say to them, every word we say is a building block in who they become. So um, I really want to build life into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing. You can definitely change the atmosphere of your home by the words that you say. And whether you um, have children or not, you create an environment with your words. And I think that being somebody whose love language is words of affirmation, I am so sensitive to it. Um, you yeah, know, me too. There's me too. people That's mine as well. Yeah. I mean, there's people that I'm around them for five minutes and I just feel like I'm the best person ever. And then there's other people that I'm like, Oh my gosh, like in the first 10 minutes, you've now told me three things I can do better. Like, really, is that the best way to use your words? And there's, mm. and I want to be an encourager. Um, Mm -hmm. And I want to be somebody who is, um, people are happy to be around because I call out the best in them. And I think, like you said, yelling, like yelling or not yelling, it's a habit. It's something that um, you can get used to. I am getting better at it in terms of emails. It's very easy for me to remember in an email. Like if I'm asking Mm -hmm. somebody a question or um, like, for example, my kid's coach if I'm going to ask them a question because I've totally spazzed and got the schedule wrong and I'm not sure where I'm supposed to be, like I'll either start it off or end it with, I just want to thank you for all that you're doing for the kids. It's been an amazing year. Like that doesn't always come naturally to me in person because I'm Mm -hmm. a little like not embarrassed, but it takes a little getting used to. Sure. Um, Yeah. But I'm, it's easy to speak those words of life and affirm the people that I'm kind of quick connecting with, you know, online. And that's where I've started. That's a great place to start. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. I find too, like with the emails, it's very easy to have the wrong tone mm. because they, you know, people don't know what, it, like you just have to be really careful how you're wording things because it can come across as being very aggressive, even mm-hmm. when it's not mm-hmm. meant to be, mm-hmm. or people yeah. can read it wrong. So um, I think that is a really good place to start because in, in person, it's, it's a little bit awkward sometimes to say those kind things, but also in person, people can see the expression on your face. They can see, you know, how you're reacting to them that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily an aggressive tone or what have you. Right, yeah. right, right. But um, I certainly understand that struggle with the yelling, um, Kimberly. Yes, I raised my hand. Um, and I was raised that way. I was raised mm-hmm. with a lot of screaming and yelling and I knew it didn't make me feel good as a kid, mm-hmm. but when I found myself doing it, um, as an adult, oh my gosh, see for me, it was so hard because it was so what I didn't want to do that I almost denied it for a while and therefore couldn't right. do anything about it. Um, in some ways for you to sort of be unhooked in that way and just go, okay, this isn't good. I wasn't raised this way and I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, kind of freed you to, to be able to do it. But I also know that idea of wanting people to say, oh, no, no, it's okay. You're a great mom. <laughs> Instead yeah. say, actually, not okay. Right, um, right. And I wonder, too, um, you know, I'm kind of wondering what was behind yours because I have spoken about rage because I know that I had rage. What was happening for what you? What was behind me yelling? Was the root. Yeah. yeah, not rage, um, but uh, wanting to control the situation. Mm, I can identify I just, with that. Yeah. I just want them to obey. Like, is this <laughs> really so hard? Just stop saying mean things to your sister. Stop, mm-hmm. you know, speaking in this way, stop misbehaving, stop mm-hmm. acting crazy, whatever it is. Like, I just wanted them to obey. 
and I really wanted to control their reactions. Right. So that right. would cause me to like That's freak so out. Yeah. And um, and that is the it's the worst thing you can do because it sets a bad example for one thing, but also it just raises the temperature in the room, mm-hmm. you know. And it, there's nothing productive about it. And I realized I wasn't getting anywhere with my kids, and I looked just as bad as they did. And right. the root of it was control. Yeah. Okay. Which is not healthy. And I was able to identify that pretty early on. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I wanted. And that, yeah. like, if I dealt with the control issue in my life, then I could um, right. figure out the rest from there. Yeah. Well, I've definitely found, you know, I, I mentioned on a previous podcast about the pain I was having in my back and it was tied to anger. And when I started to look online about biblical ways to deal with anger, it every single thing I found said it had to do with control. And if I can't control my circumstances mm-hmm. and if I can't control the people in my life, that's why I was getting angry. You know, I wasn't yelling at people, but I was stuffing it. So what I needed to do, and here's where we go into my next point with death and life or in the power of the tongue, I had to speak out loud. I do not need to control this circumstance. Lord, I give this circumstance to you. You are in control. So it's that idea of relinquishing control, but also speaking it out of my mouth, like not just trying to fight the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts in silence, but actually using my words to then create a shift in the situation, a shift in my perspective. And um, when you say things out loud, it shifts your mindset. And if you do it enough, eventually your actions will follow follow and come into line. Elisa, do you have a question for Kimberly? Do you remember what it was? Oh, I think I was going to say, well, you know, so you recognize this thing that you didn't want to do and your kids were recognizing it and other people were saying, yeah, you want to change your, um, your screaming. So what did you do? What did I do? Um, practically speaking, if you caught, you know, I mean, I I know that I I get that in the course of 40 days, you're going to be able to accomplish something because you're being mindful, but like, how did you even start it? Let's put it that way. Yeah, it really was just being mindful of what I was doing and um, just reminding myself of what my goal was and why I wanted to change. And um, when I did look at that root of, of wanting control, um, I mm-hmm. I dealt with that first because I, I just changed my mindset in terms of thinking like I, I can't control them. They're their own people. You know, they have yeah. to learn these lessons on their own. I can't force a certain behavior on my kids just because I want it to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And they have to learn the hard way. Like, you know, if you're going to say something unkind to someone, you're going to hurt their feelings and you're going to have a response from them. That's going to potentially hurt your feelings. And, you know, like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how they have to learn, not by me yeah. yelling and yeah. shutting everything down. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't have any specific strategies other than like just being mindful of it. And I'm praying about it. I really mm-hmm. just prayed that God would show me every time I started to feel that thing rise up in me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, frustration and anger and wanting mm-hmm. to yell, um, that the Holy Spirit would just stop okay. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me to, to be conscious of that. Mm-hmm. And I told a couple people, which well, that's not true. I put it on my blog. I told a lot of people. <laughs> so I kind of had an accountability in that sense in that, you know, I told people, and once you tell people you're going to try and do better in yes. some way in your yes. life, you know, it, there does, there's some accountability there. So that, that helped. Yes. Um, yeah. but, you know, there were just a few, I, I do not have 
a surefire, you know, 10 step or five step plan to stop yelling at your kids. I mean, I still do. I like, I Mm -hmm. caught myself doing it the other day because they were bickering and I was like, you guys are too old for this. Only I said it really, really loudly. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, I still find myself in that place, but I, and I will say too, that as they've gotten older, it's gotten easier to not yell because yeah. it you know when you start giving them consequences rather than just showing them your emotion that's far more effective in terms of changing their behavior so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i shifted to consequences a lot more than yeah. just railing at them mm-hmm. and that's um you know when well, they're older that's just how that works i mean i i like a couple of things that you said about the yelling that are insightful in terms of um, it shuts things down because that's what we want, right? At that moment, we just want it to stop. But then the result of that shutting down meant that those conversations weren't happening because you you were effectively in some ways controlling things. Um, but once you stopped doing the screaming, that opened up more conversation and more understanding, which is awesome. That's yeah. what we really want. Yeah, exactly. And, and I did set more boundaries around... Um, it helped me set more boundaries around how they spoke to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I would say things like, you know, we don't use those kind of words in this house. We don't mm-hmm. say we hate each other. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not acceptable. We don't tell right. each other to shut up. We don't, you know, swear at one another in this house. Right. Um, now, I'm sure a lot of that was happening out in the yard when I wasn't listening, but, right. still, <laughs> you know, still. it helps to set some boundaries around right they're allowed to speak to each other and how, you know, and setting those boundaries within myself first. Like I'm not going to tell my kid to shut up because I don't want them to repeat mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So, right. So yeah. for example, when you, um, stopped yelling, were you actively trying to replace it with other kinds of words? I mean, what did you learn in that 31 days in terms of how to use words and why words were important? Um, yeah, over that 31 days, I, I didn't, I had already like sort of worked through the yelling thing in during Lent. So the 31 days I was focusing less on not yelling, but more on my words giving life. Mm -hmm. So, um, speaking positively, speaking out of, um, out of my own well of scripture, scripture that I, you know, I've learned and kind of dug deep into my heart, like speaking out of that and using that as a correction tool rather than I really hate it when you blank, blank, blank Mm -hmm. saying, you know, God's best plan is for us to do this, do that, treat each other this way, you know? Um, but also to just, I just became a lot more cognizant of being, uh, encouraging to my kids and calling Mm -hmm. out the good I saw in them. Now I, again, I do not have this totally figured out. I am not some fantastic, like super encouraging mom. I'm, I'm not that it's just, it was a reset button for me. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it kind of, it helped me start to think about, um, calling out good things in them, naming them in ways that would, um, impact their future. So Mm -hmm. I think, I think naming one another is so important and to, you know, like if someone calls you stupid or foolish or whatever it is, 
that they're naming you that they're calling you that's they're saying that's who you are and I don't I did not want that for my kids so and I didn't do those things I mean I didn't say those things to them but but I noticed that I also didn't call out the good things I didn't Mm -hmm. say you are so smart you Mm -hmm, are so mm -hmm. capable you are so loving you are you know all of these things um I would say things like why are you being so mean all the time (laughs) Yeah, you know that's not that's naming my child as mean, and I don't want to tell yeah. them. Yeah. you know, so um, it's subtle, mm-hmm. and you think that you're you're subtle shift. approaching it better, but it's mm-hmm. not quite what it could be. And if God gave us the ability to create life, and and He brought things into being by naming them and speaking them, right. I think with us being made in His image, we're to do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read this book and I'm going to have to look it up and put it in the show notes, but I think it was called the blessing mm-hmm. and it was a book that was about speaking blessing over your children. I think it specifically was about your children, but I'm pretty sure these things could be applied in, in, in any relationship. And it talked about this idea of intentionally speaking words of life over your kids on a consistent basis. It focused on... I want to say, uh, was it Joseph who spoke a blessing over his two sons? Remember, they were, were spoke a blessing over his one son. They fought for the blessing and how powerful those words were. It was Esau and Jacob. And so that was kind of the springboard for the book was this idea mm-hmm, that they mm-hmm. were just, the blessing was so, so important for it to be spoken over their life and how the words that their father had to say would dictate what happened in their life. And, um, so again, Mm -hmm. like, like Mm -hmm. any practice that I I learned about, I'm good. I'm better in some seasons than I am in others. Um, when I tuck my kids in bed at night, I will say something positive. I mean, even if it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're awesome. Did you know that? Or, um, I had a great time with you today. You're so fun to be with. And then even Mm -hmm. sometimes when I wake them up in the morning, I've been doing this a little bit more often is speaking words of life when I wake them up. So, you know, it's usually the same for each of them, depending on how I feel, but like, I'll go into one and I'll say, I'm so excited for today because you're in it, you know, like Mm. little things like that. And then I'll say it to each of them that day. And then the next day I'll have a different saying, but something that, you know, names them saying that they're wonderful. I can't Mm -hmm. wait to spend time with them. This is going to be a good day because Mm -hmm. you're in it. Like that kind of stuff over and over again. Um, even if they're like, mom, I know you said that yesterday, it's sinking (laughs) in. And then like I said, when other people want to speak words of death, frankly, over you, such as you're stupid or you mean, or you this, you that they're able to say, no, wait a minute. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. my parents have taught me that this is what I am. They may not stick up for themselves and say that, but they have that inner confidence that's been spoken over them over and over and over again that they can battle that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it kind of reminds me um, of, of a couple of things. One is the uh, the help. And you remember um, the, the nanny would speak these words of life over that oh, child. Yes. I can't remember what they are. Yes. Um, you um, are. You are kind. You are beautiful I, I don't know right yeah yeah and it, it just was such a beautiful um you know she just would repeat that so that and the other thing I'm thinking of is connect before you correct which we've talked about on the podcast before um you know you do find yourself in in ruts again it's these 
you know, I'm saying these negative things to my kids or I'm constantly trying to stop the fighting or the, that's all we really do is you trying to get things right and make things change in a way that, that doesn't change them. That's the bottom line. <laughs> and the other thing, um, Kimberly, one of the things that you had said that I thought was really important was um, that, you know, you're trying to change other people. And the truth is we all know we can only really change ourselves. So if, if you were like, you know, screaming and negativity, then that's part of what they, that doesn't, it's not going to change what they're doing because it's already what they're exactly. doing. And yeah. when you start to model something else and change yourself, then that um, triggers the change in other people as well. It's, it's so powerful mm -hmm. um, and in some ways so obvious, but it is so hard to do when, again, you're in the middle of this busy raising life raising, raising children life, you know, busy mothering yeah. times. Yeah. So and when you're angry, it can be a slippery slope, right? So you think you're going to use your words into changing people. And sometimes, well, I would say many times when it comes from a place of anger, there's often shame attached to it. And so yeah. you think that if you just make this person feel bad, and I know that we don't do this on purpose, but right. if it's a habit right. and if it's been done to us, we then do it to our children or the, even our mm -hmm. spouses or whoever it is in our life that we're trying to change. If we can shame them, if we can make them feel bad about themselves, then maybe next time they'll do it different. And that is so not a way to motivate people. Um, it, there's oh, nothing definitely. joyful. There's nothing life giving about it you know I heard um and I'm pretty sure this was a marriage um speech or seminar of service whatever uh, and they talked about the like with correction whether it's speaking to your spouse or your children if you were to tell your child what to do instead of what not to do it's way more effective and he gave the example of if you're of golf because he's a golfer you know when my my golf trainer tells me okay when you hit that ball um, don't lift up your head. He's like, in my mind, I hear lift up your head, even though he said not to do it. But if you tell me when you mm -hmm. hit that ball, keep your head down, I am more likely mm -hmm. to be focused on keeping my head down. So it shifts mm -hmm. that focus um, of what to do instead of what not to do. So even the nuance of how we correct our children mm -hmm. in I that respect that. is so, um, has so much impact on the choices that they make instead of hearing no don't do that don't do that don't do that well what should they do and how can we yeah. use that language yeah. instead mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. exactly you know one of the things that i've gotten back to and i really really enjoyed it is morning affirmations and speaking life over myself because again affirmations my love language but that doesn't but the people in my life aren't necessarily speaking words of affirmation over me um, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, mm -hmm. they just don't know I need it or it doesn't come natural to them. So I'm speaking words of life over myself. And, um, I recently downloaded morning affirmations from Ali Kazaga. I don't know if I'm mm -hmm. saying that right. And it literally is just one, one page of a whole bunch of sentences, affirmations about, um, me as a mom, and then also about me in business. So maybe the business doesn't apply to other people because they don't have their own, business but I do and um, just speaking those things over and over again has really changed the way I go into my day there's just um, a, a shift uh, like we keep repeating we keep saying mind shift my, sh my, my mind is changing my perspective is changing and I'm approaching my days differently when I can wake up and say you know out of all the people in the world I was chosen to be my children's mom 
I am, you know, brave and courageous and I have what it takes to mother them. Like repeating those things to myself every day builds me up. And it's not just about reading it. It's about saying it because when you say it, you hear it. And when you hear it, it goes into your heart when it's done over and over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. 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 That's interesting. I have a, um, I have an old set. I mean, it's probably 10 years old of these very, they're kind of a large bookmark that I stick in my Bible. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them says it's um, 31 biblical virtues to pray for your kids. Mm. And so every single day there's a biblical virtue um, like love, honesty, integrity, self-control, justice, mercy. Um, and each day, I don't know, I don't do this every day, but I've had them for 10 years. So over 10 years, I've yeah. prayed these a number right. of times. Right. Um, over, <laughs> so I can pray them over my children. And in a, in a sense, it is speaking life over them. It, mm-hmm. it is an affirmation of who they are. Now, they're not in the room because they're still in bed. But um, <laughs> is, I do, during my prayer time, I try to just pick out you know, one or two of these that I want to pray over each of my kids. And it has like a Mm -hmm. corresponding verse that goes with it. So, you know, I'm just praying God's word over them. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's really powerful. And, uh, and then I have a different one that's scriptural blessings to pray for your children. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I found them super helpful because I don't always, I just, some of those things you just aren't thinking about, you know, if you want to, Right, right. Kids cultivate, um, you know, a spirit of gratitude or see them cultivate wisdom in their lives. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're dealing with the day to day of like, let's just get through the day, you're not always thinking of that stuff. But it's a it's a really good reminder of things that I want to speak over them. And if it's not pressing, like if it's not something that they're struggling with at the moment, you, you there's. You may yeah. not necessarily be praying for them in that area, but this idea of just going through this list and constantly rotating through them, then you're covering yeah. them. And so like in the future, when there is an opportunity and there is a, a need, you've already spoken mm-hmm. those words over them. And then yeah. as you rehearse that, it's on the tip of your tongue. Then when you come to correct them or when you come to, to address the situation in your home, Whereas if you hadn't been doing that all along, you wouldn't know what the Bible says about being kind, or you wouldn't know what you should be speaking to them about being grateful. And it's like Mm -hmm. those little deposits Mm -hmm. into your prayer life, into your children, even when they aren't present. That's so powerful. Yeah, yeah, it is. I love the idea, um, Kimimichi, of of downloading some more affirmations. I think that's really important. And then I heard another one from Brian Dixon, um, who I've mentioned I guess that was in our last podcast. He was talking the other day about how he, um, he was talking about his morning routine, like the first hour of his day and how critical that is. And how one of the things that he does is he has um, a list of affirmations, but he took his list and he, um, I I guess, found somebody on maybe like Fiverr, one of those, um, you know, one of those sort of freelance source places Mm -hmm. for very very, very little money. And he gave it to somebody whose voice he liked and she says it and he has it like on his, you know, phone or whatever. So he can listen to somebody else saying them. I thought that was really, oh my gosh, that's awesome. (laughs) I just thought that was, that's good. Like, you know, you don't have to keep saying it to yourself. You can have somebody else who's got a good voice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. And I think, I think actually Lisa Jo Baker did um, as part of her book launch, um, 
can somebody help me with the name of her, her newest book? I can't think of it. Never unfriended. Oh, never unfriended. Never unfriended. Never unfriended. Yeah, got that behind me. Um, along with that came a little uh, really cute affirmations, um, like easel, with a bunch of different sheets that you put in them. And um, so that's a, a, another way to keep. I think I personally know that I need to keep this stuff in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, because my mind can go in lots of different directions. And also speaking of that, um, speaking of Lisa Jo Baker, I did, I remember um, she also did a class called Temper Toolkit for Mm -hmm. the mom who Mm -hmm. is screaming or doing things that she doesn't want to be doing. The struggle is real. (laughs) The struggle is real. Yeah, I would imagine the Temper Toolkit probably has a lot of really helpful um, tools that you, well, obviously toolkit. Uh, yes. Mine is just, you know, my personal opinion. Hers is actually yeah. a kit she's put together. I'm sure it, it would be super helpful and kind of yeah. walk you through some steps. Uh-huh. Very intentionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. All right, Elise. Well, what's your coaching challenge for this week? Okay. So my challenge for this week is for everybody listening to come up with five affirmations, whether you download them using our show notes that I'll remind you of, of where Kimberly's been getting her affirmations, or you choose some scriptures. Um, or you go back to a vision board that you already have, but five affirmations for yourself that you can easily access. And I want you to speak them over yourself um, for the next week at least. And I'd love you to go beyond that. Thanks for joining us for this episode. You can find everything we talked about in the show notes. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at circlesoffaith.org and you'll receive additional content and resources delivered right to your inbox. Subscribe to us on iTunes or follow us on social media so you'll never miss an episode. We can be found around the web at Circles of Faith. Thank you.